0: You're listening to the Colin Truesdell Jazz Jam. Well, thanks for tuning in to yet another week of the Colin Truesdell <laughs> Jazz Jam. That first tune you heard was Emmett Cohen's res- "Resentment" off of his "In the Element" album, and uh, we got the privilege of having Emmett Cohen here, FaceTiming us all the way from New York City, where he is currently uh, playing with a number of people. We got—he is doing the real deal, ladies and gentlemen. So he's out there playing with people like Kurt Elling. And Christian McBride and a trumpet player named Brian Lynch. So, Emmett, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be on the show. We really appreciate it, ma'am.
1: Thank you, Colin. It's nice to be here.
0: So, you've got a lot of stuff going on. I, I want you know, we got a lot of mu- music to play. A, you know, a lot of in- interesting stories to hear. Uh, so like right off the bat, I'd like to hear what got you into music in general.
1: Well, um. Started playing piano when I was three years old, um, so you know I guess it wasn't entirely my decision. Uh, I was brought to piano lessons when I was when I was that age, and uh, you know I think some kids they're able to sit and listen, take instruction, and do what they're told, and some kids want no part of it and want to do their own thing. Um, and I was very uh, much open and willing to being there and uh, just just doing what the teacher told me to. So <laughs> I kind of learned piano uh with, with english makes sense you know so i really learned it as a language and i started on the suzuki method which is uh you know by ear method where you learn <coughs> off tapes and then you later associate the sounds with the notes on the page so i think suzuki piano really led, lends itself to playing jazz and improvisational music and music where you have to listen a lot and emulate and listen to others and uh, Interact under the duress of time.
0: Cool, man. So, uh, you know, you were you, I, you know, I you started at the age of three in a Suzuki method. Did you ever get into, you know, um, musical activities with other people and and start? You started to play with groups and stuff, right?
1: Well, that was until a little bit later. I studied classical piano. Um, I still study classical piano, but I studied it up until uh, high school, uh, very formally. Up until the end of high school, I should say, and um, you know, somewhere, somewhere along the line, I I got into jazz and I was playing clarinet and saxophone also, and and found found Charlie Parker and listened to the way he played with the band and and the roles of the different instruments and tried to figure it out. I was also part of a lot of other musical experiences, like playing for musical theater, um, accompanying singers, things like that, which which all. Um, you know, all different kinds of musical experiences really lend themselves to to learning how to play jazz because jazz is a very inclusive music. Mm-hmm. You know, we use, we use sounds from all types of uh, all types of musics. You know, folk music, blues, church, um, you know, religious music, but also uh, you know other kinds of musical theater stuff, classical music, um, of course you know, uh, the the real thing, jazz, where, <laughs> where uh, you know, you go down New York City and you hear a band playing, and, and that's, you know, the modern uh, incarnation of it, but I think all those things fuel, fuel uh, my understanding of jazz.
0: Cool, man. So you grew up in Miami, is that correct?
1: Uh, yeah, I was born there, and I lived there until uh, I was about 10 years old, and then uh, my family moved to Montclair, New Jersey.
0: Interesting. But then you, your path led you back to Miami, kind of, right?
1: Well, eventually, um, I, went to, I ended up going to college there where I actually met you. Yeah. <laughs> Funny enough. Um, so, yeah, I've been back and forth between, between Miami and, uh, and New York. I would say uh, Miami is, isn't, um, you know, as culturally rich as some other places in the, uh, in, in the, around the world that I've been to and in the country. Uh, but, you know, there's definitely a scene there, and there's definitely uh, stuff to learn everywhere you go. So, yeah, I have spent a lot of time there, and it does feel like home when I go
2: back. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Awesome, man. Well, I'd like to get to some more of your your really good music. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, you know, Emmett Cohen is one of the most in-demand piano players in New York City, so we've got a real treat. And uh, this next tune, um, Dark Passenger, Emmett, do you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Sure. That's a piece I wrote actually while I was living down in Miami. Um, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a free piece. Well, free-ish piece, which you know, allows for a lot of musical, uh, interaction, um, in, a, in an un, you know, unplanned way. So uh, this is something I wrote for, for Brian Lynch and I, we have a project, uh, which uh, we cultivated in Miami, and uh, it's still going strong. We made a record, and it features the great Billy Hart on drums and Boris Kozlov on bass. And it's, uh, it's a very interesting uh, conceptual record we made. Now, this is one of the tunes I wrote for the band. You know, they always talk about Duke Ellington how he wrote for members members of his own band, and that's how he got a unique sound. So, you know, I try to take that uh, with me wherever I go. And write music for the people who I'm playing with because that's how you bring out their characters in jazz um, most effectively, or one way anyway. Yeah. And and so uh, this is a tune I wrote for this band called Dark Passenger.
0: Awesome. Here's Emmett Cohen's Dark Passenger on the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam. Very interesting music by Mr. Emmett Cohen here in the studio. He's uh, FaceTiming us from New York City. That track was called Dark Passenger Offices Project that he is uh, collaborating with Mr. Brian Lynch on trumpet. And so Emmett, man, uh, I, I really appreciate you coming on the show. It's really cool to, to kind of talk to you again. You know, we're old uh, college buddies and um and so I'd like to talk about your your um uh, your your educational um foundations and so you you were obviously in some type of high school band correct
1: um yeah, i did have a i had a small music program in my high school. I would say that uh that's not really what got me inspired right um I know you know there are some band uh programs around the country where it just churns out musicians in there. Um, you know they're really known for that. I went to a public high school in Montclair, New Jersey. Um, it has a nice arts program and a lot of inspired uh, students and people living in the town. But I wouldn't say high school band is what is what got me uh, really really interested in doing this forever. I think you know I've been playing for a while. I've been playing a bunch of different instruments. Um, when I when I moved to New York, I started up to New Jersey. I started going to Manhattan School of Music Pre College, studying classical piano very seriously there um, and learning and, and, and gaining as much information as I could, um, you know, taking different kinds of classes or singing in choirs and learning about, um, you know, different, different kinds of music and different, you know, different ways to approach music. Um, and so, uh, you know, I was doing all this learning all the time, but somewhere along the line, I started playing these gigs. Um, you know, I found out, well, if I, if I'm able to play an hour's worth of music, then I can play this bar mitzvah cocktail hour over here, or I can, (laughs) Or I can do this event for that the, that the school's having, and you know play solo piano here, or you know, we went out and we got this restaurant we got this restaurant gig at this place called Noodle Central. Um, it was this place down the, down the, uh, down the street from uh, middle school, actually. And uh, in high school we we got this gig and, and we, we set up a keyboard and a saxophone player with my man, Zach Shayman on tenor saxophone, and we, we got the gig, and they didn't really pay us much, but we to put the tip jar out, and we played there about two, three times a week. And, you know, that's where we learned, that's where I learned, you know, what, mm-hmm. what, to, what to pl- how to play to make people listen, or how to play to earn tips, or how to play songs people wanted to hear. Um, so, you know, I I think that was my first look into real-world experience. Um, you know, like, oh, I could actually play, you know, a gig, and make money from it and entertain people and uplift them. So, uh, you know, I continue to do that and, and, and that, that, you know, some, having a regular gig like that, something I always tell students and, and people who ask me, um, how to, you know, how to work on, on your, on your, on your craft. You want to play for people. You want to have that gig where you just go and you just play because mm-hmm. then forces you to have material Forces forces you to learn material forces you to learn standard repertoire, or work out some kind of a concept, or figure out how to play in different kinds of environments. So I think the real, real education is when you when when you play a ve- very diverse um, collection of gigs. You know, mm-hmm. I, I do I do a lot of different things. I company musical theater people. Um, you know, musical direct for for TV uh, stars and stuff like that. Um, you know, we also do education. Uh, Where we were through Jazz Lincoln Center, I visited. I visit over fifty schools per year in their program called Jazz for Young People, where we go into uh, public, mostly public, elementary, middle, and high schools around the New York area in all five boroughs, and we play for the kids. We do assemblies. Um, Sometimes it's the first live music they've ever heard. Uh, Sometimes, uh, you know, they're really interested and they want to play with us or sing with us. Um, We talk about, you know, why. Jazz is, is America's music and why it's really important and what's unique about it and how it evolved um, which is a lot of things, a lot of, a lot a lot of things that people don't know especially when they just you know uh, go to high school and learn a little bit about how to play a few scales and stuff like that learn a few tunes and are in the big band and then they you know go on to college and you know they have playing ensembles in school and stuff but you know I think the real uh, education comes from the records, um, the gods of this music, the masters, you know, as a piano player, you go back and you hear Art Tatum, you hear Fats Waller, you hear uh, people who came from that lineage, you know, even before that, James P. Johnson, um, you hear uh, Scott Joplin, and then, you know, past Fats Waller, and and, and then you have Thelonious Monk and Duke Ellington, Bud Powell, and these guys that all made very unique, these geniuses, I should say, that all, all made very unique contributions to, um, in this case, piano, but, but, uh, generally to the music and to America's music. Um, and once you start to understand about their lives and the times they created stuff in, then, uh, and, and you learn how to assimilate what they're doing, you know, then you can try to do it in a modern context. And I think that that has been my, uh, that has been my main education is learning about the lives and the music and, uh, and, and, the, and the way that the, the, ma- the masters of this music do it. And, and that could be on any instrument, you know, if you say it's tenor saxophone, it could be Coleman Hawkins, Ben Webster, um, you know, all the way up through John Coltrane and Wayne Shorter and stuff like that. So, you know, really gaining a holistic uh, approach and a holistic knowledge of the music um, is, is, is the way to the future. The ed- the, you know, the, the education is is there for you. And and, and you know this is a time of of uh, you know too much information being accessible. You know, you can go on the on the internet and you can look up this and that and this and one second of this and one second of that. Um, but you know before that people got one record and they, they wore it out. You know, they know every note on it, they know every way that the every fill that the drummer makes and how it relates to how the bass player is playing and different kinds of times to play in, you know, different ta- kinds of time fields and different kind of grooves. And there's you know there's so much, um, there's so much there to grasp um, by listening to music and to by by imitating it and trying to play in, in different kinds of styles. Um, I think that's something that's very very overlooked in in educational quote unquote setting in uh, you know in in jazz in colleges and high schools and big band programs around the country um, and. You know, what I'm talking about really lends itself to playing in a place like New York or, you know, getting um, work with older established musicians or trying to, you know, become uh, a great band leader or lead a band that uh, has substance that can last for, you know, a few decades. Like someone like Duke Ellington, he was, you know, he he composed and arranged and led a band in almost five decades um, and he wrote more music than almost anyone ever has and uh you know his band developed over time if you take take a look at the development of artistry of certain people you know you realize that wow it's not just learning one thing and then doing this forever it's you know it's you have to embrace change you have to embrace you know playing with different kinds of people and uh that's one one thing that new york has really really
0: taught me very cool man well spoken um i hope that Other people are listening they really can understand what you're talking about. Um, Because, you know, you're you're definitely talking on an upper echelon of musicians, you know. Um, So not a lot of people get to your level uh, of of playing and also playing with those different types of people, which is really cool to have that experience passed on to these listeners. So, um, you know, so I would like to play some... Uh, some more music. But when we come back, I'd like to talk a little bit more about that New York scene that you're kind of talking about, and and uh, you know, the different because it is a, a vibe in and in of itself compared to other cities. So, um, a hop, skip, and a jump is the next tune we're gonna play by Emmett Cohen. You want to talk a little bit about this tune?
1: Sure. Um, this is a from a project that I have with uh, two Italian musicians. I think one one thing that uh that jazz really lends itself to, you know, music, they say is a universal language, or I've had teachers that say it's the mortar of humanity. Um, and, you know, you go out to other countries, and you may not even be able to speak to anyone um, around you. But then when you play that music, you have that connection with people. And uh, I was playing a gig in, in New York City at, at one of the venues that, that uh, is no longer around. But, it, you know, the pay is really bad and they don't give you any food and you have to pay for your drinks. And so, you know, it's kind of almost like a rehearsal space, which is very common in New York. You know, there's so many musicians that it's very hard to um, make any money playing in town because, the you know, the demand is so high uh, for gigs and the supply of gigs is so low. So I was playing in this place and, and uh, you know, wasn't really thinking about it, just playing to play. And in the audience were these uh, guys from Italy and... Uh, they came up to me after and they said, "We want to bring you to Italy. We want to do this record. We want to do this tour." I said, "Oh man, this is never gonna happen." You know, people always talking my ear off about this and that and this and that. And you know, a few months later, I was in Italy and we did this. We did this really cool tour and and um, you know, it was it was really successful. And we ended up doing a record. And this is a tune I wrote for the record um, in uh, in Italy. Uh, the record's called Infinity with the musicians Giuseppe Venezia on bass and Elio Coppola on drums. This is called Hop, Skip, and the Jump.
0: Awesome. You're listening to the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam, Emmett Cohen, Hop, Skip, and a Jump. Thanks for tuning in to the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam. That was a hop, skip, and a jump off of Emmett Cohen's project. All right, Emmett, so, uh, you know, before the break, we were talking about the New York City scene. Um, you've got a lot of stuff going on up there, including the Tuesday night 1130 round midnight show every week at Smoke Jazz Club, at Jazz and Supper Club. Uh, so can you talk a little bit about that and, and all your other activities you got going on?
1: Uh, yeah, well, in addition to traveling a lot, um, you know, it's very important to stay active in New York City. And I've been very fortunate to, to uh, own some regular gigs at various uh, venues in the city. Uh, when I uh, first moved here about four years ago, um, I was playing a lot at Disney's Club Coca-Cola. Um, we had a, a big late night scene there and uh, cultivated something really nice with uh, a lot of uh, like-minded musicians. And then I uh, also had a chance to play a weekly uh, or bi-weekly at, this, at the cl- uh, what I call the most important jazz club in the world, which is Smalls, um, because that's the musicians hang. That's where all the musicians go after all their gigs or if they want to play. There's a jam session there every night. And we had a, uh, had a weekly gig there with, uh, with my trio every Thursday night. And now uh, it's transformed into a weekly gig at Smoke Jazz Club uptown. This one's a little different because... Um, it's an organ night. It's not a piano night. So I'm also a Hammond B3 organ player. Uh, I started playing that when I was uh, in high school. I went to this jam at this place called Cecil's in West Orange. This great drummer Cecil Brooks III had this club. And uh, I really got a chance to to try the organ out and play it and discovered that I, I really had an affinity for it. And then I ended up getting one for myself um, and continuing to play it uh, you know, from there, from there forward, and uh, it's a really cool opportunity to be able to play it every week uh, in New York City, and I have my band there uh, with Joe Saylor on drums. He's uh, actually in Jonathan Batiste's uh, group on the Late Night uh, with Stephen Colbert show, and uh, my great collaborator Benny Benack III on trumpet, uh, who's a great trumpet player and a great singer in New York City from Pittsburgh. And Tavon Pennicott, who uh, I met in Miami, we went to school maybe with him together, and he's one of the one of the preeminent, premier saxophone players um, in the world right he is, now. He is, um, and a real truly incredible guy. So we have a really nice band there, and we play every week. And it's a nice, it's a very nice scene, and it's it's always great to play in New York because you never know who's going to walk through the door.
0: Yeah, Tavon, I, I uh, good old Tavon back at. He was always that that really crazy character at University of Miami, man, and he's an amazing player too. Uh, I got to well, get him Well, the best musicians
1: the best musicians are uh, are very eccentric people. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and he was obsessed with practicing back then and, and we we definitely did a lot of practicing together.
0: Yeah, man. Um so what do you uh you, you've got a website which is emmettcohen.com, right? Exactly, and then um, and and there's you got to know how to
1: you got to know how to spell it though. It's E M M E T E T C O H E N,
0: and you have a a mailing list. So if people are interested in finding out about your gigs and recording projects at the website, it's the very first thing you can subscribe to the the mailing list. Correct?
1: Yeah, we send out about one letter a month, and uh, you know it's complete with video, new videos or uh, tour dates where I'm going to be or uh, you know, what's pictures or what's going on. And, uh, you know, there's always a lot of exciting stuff happening each month. Uh, last month, I recorded a CD with uh, the legend Jimmy Cobb. I guess we'll get to that later. I'll tell you a little bit about that project later. Um, but I also had a, you know, string of gigs with my trio. and We just put up a new uh, video and stuff like that. So there's always new content flowing. So if you want to stay in touch, please visit EmmettCohen.com.
0: And listeners can also like uh, like your Facebook page, right?
1: Uh, yeah, exactly. We, you know, in this day and age, we have all the all the all the mediums. We have Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, mailing list, website. You know, check them all out, please.
0: And music is uh, available on iTunes too, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Awesome, man. Uh, so. Let's get back to some more music here. Uh, I think we're gonna skip the Harlem Shuffle and then we're gonna go straight to this um, this Jimmy Katz recording. I don't I don't have the title of it, but what, what what's the scoop on this one?
1: Okay, well let me tell you a little bit about this. This is uh... actually Jimmy Katz is the name of the engineer of the recording. Um, he's the sound engineer. Uh, so I met this. This is the backstory for this. Um, I met uh, this guy Corey Weeds. Uh, who's a saxophone player who lives in Vancouver and he has a record label called seller live. And he approached me and he said, you know, I want to make a a trio record. I want to, I want to do something. Um, This season uh, I bring a a tour group to New York uh, from Vancouver every year, about 40 people. And we're going to, we want to do a live record. Uh, So either have the tour group in the, in the uh, studio or something like that. So I ended up setting up a concert um, in New York city I said, you know, for this re- uh, there's a pro- there was a project I really wanted to do, and that I that I conceived um, based around this, uh, and it's called the, I, I call it the uh, Masters Legacy Series, and I think you know, as I was saying before, um, part of this music is uh, is legacy based, so you always want to be around people who are older than you, who have more experience than you, and uh, who have learned from people that are no longer around that you may never get chance to be with and find out what they were like from the source. You know it's a very folk- folkloric thing. Um, so I started this uh, series of records, and uh, we did the first incarnation of it, uh, which is a record with the great Jimmy Cobb on drums, and he's the last remaining member uh, right now of, of Kind of Blue. And he uh, agreed to do a record, and we had Yasushi Nakamura on bass. And uh, you know, we, we conducted a, a, an interview with him. And also made a record that, that you know, not only uh, paid tribute to what he has done, but also, you know, jazz is, is, is a very interesting human music. You gain, you know, there's a lot of humanity um, that plays into it and you, you, you gain more as you, as you live longer. Um, and so m- maybe, uh, you know, it's not, it's not like other things where, you know, technically, it's not like an athlete where technically you, you know, you have to retire after a certain time. Um, you gain more and more humanity as you, as you grow older and older and live more life. Um, so these, it's not only about uh, celebrating what he's done in the past, but also about or paying not only about paying tribute to what he's done in the past, but also celebrating uh, where he is right now and the deep humanity that, that he brings to the drums and to the music and to the bandstand. And you know by starting this project, I really got a chance to be around. Him and be around his wife and go go to his home and and, and experience uh, you know experience him as a human being and so the the record uh, is coming out in January and that'll be the first installment and uh, you know I believe the second installment will uh, feature Mr. Jimmy Heath who will be joining my trio at the Litchfield Jazz Festival and these guys you know these guys have stories about playing with Miles John Coltrane Cannibal Adderley, West Montgomery. Uh, Teddy Wilson you know anyone you can imagine they, they've been around um, and so it's really important for me to be around them to gain some of that knowledge and some of that wisdom and some of that feeling more importantly um, that they got from uh, the, the people they learned from. So this is a track called On the Trail by Frederick Grofey.
0: Cool man. On the Trail, Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam, Emmett Cohen. That was Emmett Cohen's on the trail here on the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam. Uh, we appreciate Emmett coming on the show, man. It was it's really nice to catch up with you on the breaks, and uh, you know I, I, you know it's it's awesome to have such a high caliber musician on the show with ha- that has a lot of experience for these listeners to to check out. Um, so, Emmett, what do you got coming up? I know you know you're a very busy, busy dude. You got a lot of cool things coming up. I heard about.
1: Um, yeah, well, you know, part of uh, being a, a jazz musician is, is leading a band, but also uh, being a sideman. So uh, I'm a sideman in, in a few different uh, projects. Uh, as I mentioned before, Herlin Riley is this great New Orleans drummer. He played with Wynton Marsalis for, for 17 years, and Alma Jamal and Dr. John, million, million people. And uh, I, we, we just recorded his CD, and it was released on Mac Ave, And he is... Uh, he has some release dates. and We're going down to New Orleans and doing that stuff. I'm also part of uh, a group with Ali Jackson, who's Winton's current uh, drummer. And we have uh, uh, some gigs and stuff coming up. I have a bunch of stuff with Christian McBride. He's a new special trio um, in the line of Nat King Cole, Amad Jamal, Oscar Peterson, um, which is just bass, guitar, and piano, um, which is really exciting for me to play in that context with him, You know, who's a direct disciple of Ray Brown. Um, I'm also doing a lot of educating and teaching. Um I you know, headed to Europe a number of times in the next couple of months. Uh, we're going to Copenhagen this summer to uh play every night uh for the for the Copenhagen Jazz Festival um uh, and play at the jams, play and host a jam session um there, you know, various other things. I've been working with Melissa Aldana, who's a wonderful saxophone player. Um in New York city. And, uh, you know, I've been doing some stuff with other members of the jazz Lincoln center orchestra. We just finished a weekend with Walter Blanding over at Dizzy's club, Coca-Cola. Um, and you know, just in addition to that, doing, uh, doing gigs around town, um, and working on my master's legacy series and, you know, all the, th- all those things come together and, uh, produce a pretty full calendar. So, you know, and, uh, I'm always, of course, practicing a lot and learning new music and listening, listening to music with the people I play with. Um, And that's if you're an aspiring musician, that's the that's the biggest message I can deliver uh, to you. You know, you listen to music with other people, then when you go to play, your playing will be informed by the stuff you listen together um, to. So that's something I always try to impart on people I talk to: um, is listen, 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 read, read about the people you're listening to, and then try to play like them. The Holy Trinity.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, man. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're interested in finding more about, out about Emmett Cohen, you can go to his website, emmettcohen.com, E M M E T C O H E N.com. You can also join his mailing list. And, uh, you know, please like him on Facebook and keep up with him. And, buy, you know, I'm not going to say buy his records, but you can go to iTunes and check him out, please. And, ladies and gentlemen, if you like the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam, please go online and go to Facebook and like our Facebook page. You can also go to iTunes and download every single episode of the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam on iTunes. And then also, ladies and gentlemen, please tune in every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time to the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam. The show actually re-airs on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time. Uh, So one last tune here. We got a T for two and uh and this is one of one more of emmett cohen's compositions and i really appreciate you being on the show man and uh and and good luck to you with your journey man
1: thank you very much colin it's good to reconnect with you and uh thanks for having me i hope to be back soon
0: right on emmett i'll talk to you soon and ladies and gentlemen we'll see you later